0: We've seen thousands of people receive the Holy Ghost. Uh, I was going into a story the first hour, and uh, many times I uh, <clears throat> kind of go chasing after rabbits. But uh, anyway, uh, we were set uh, in a lady's home right before Christmas in Okinawa, Japan. And uh, she was a teacher there for one of the, uh, our, uh, the military bases. She taught the children at school. She was an American, but she invited her neighbor to come. It's amazing what happens when you invite your neighbors to come over for something to eat or uh, have a barbecue or or whatever the case may be. I know everybody's scared to death of each other right now. Uh, But, hey, I'm coming to your house for food if you invite me. Forget about COVID. Amen. Amen. Wear your mask. It's not when you eat. All right. Uh, Nevertheless, uh, we, uh, uh, we ate and this was a Japanese lady, 58 years old, never owned a Bible, never heard about the name of Jesus. 98% of, uh, to 99% of the Japanese have never heard the gospel. And, uh, so she couldn't speak any English and I couldn't of course speak very much Japanese. And so I thought, well, how in the world can I talk to her? Uh, what can I say? Cause she didn't come over for a Bible study. So the Lord laid on my heart to tell her the Christmas story. That's something that's pretty juvenile to us. But for her, it's the first time she ever heard it at 58 years old. So I began to tell her and those at the table with the translator there about why Jesus, about his birth. But I went on to Easter, and then I went on to resurrection Easter, and, and I, I, I told the whole story. I didn't say you need to be baptized. I didn't pressure her. And she just sat there. We left, and then, uh, then we. Uh, she showed up at church that Sunday, and she was filled with the Holy Ghost. Then baptized in the baptistry after a Bible study, short Bible study uh, that afternoon at some lady's house. People are hungry for the gospel, wherever, wherever. Uh, we get an opportunity. We need to share it. Amen? Amen? We need to share the gospel. And just the story of Christmas, just a simple story. Amen? People don't know how, what you know or how much you know until they know how much you care for them. And it, it sure shocked everyone. They just started a worship service in, in uh, the international church I was at. where uh, And so my wife come up and told me, she said, oh, that lady's there that, 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 that was at the meal and so I, I walked down there to greet her, and she came come out of her seat when she saw me coming toward her and ran and gave me a full body hug. Yeah. Now, this is not COVID. This is pre-COVID, but I still don't want a full body hug from anybody except my wife. But this is so uncommon there because they are not emotional people. They did not show their emotions at all. So it stopped the whole worship service. They were getting... They had sing. They had the song on the on the board up there, like uh, on the. They had it in English. They had it in Japanese, and they had it in another language. So I don't know which one they were on. Didn't matter to me. I didn't know any of them. But uh, the thing was that 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 everybody just stopped because it was so uncommon. And then she just started crying, and she felt the love of God when I told her the story. You don't know what people's feeling. Amen. Uh, in that regard and and sometimes we think that you know uh, we're we're so hesitant sometimes to uh, uh, to uh, obey or, or to do we we, we don 't have to hear from god we 've already heard from God the bible tells us to go, praise the lord, go, go, go and witness and be a and uh, be a witness in this last day, praise the Lord, praise the Lord and so we're going to turn in our Bibles to John chapter 8. You please put that up there. I'm going to do something I hate. I fixed a priest with no notes. I had them in there, but I ain't going to spend no more time in find them. They're somewhere in that. I've got so many. And I fixed a. I'm fixed to do good in the Holy Ghost. Amen, amen, amen. But the Lord wants me to remind us uh, today about something, what he did for us. and, And also, he wants to let us know what he can do for us, for others. Amen. I'm glad. Amen, amen. And this is the story. If I can get to the right place, the Lord will help me. Amen. About the woman that was caught in adultery. Amen. I believe it's John chapter 8. I could be wrong. St. John chapter 8. Well, why don't you put your hands together and help a preacher out right now. I'm just going to be honest with you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 And uh, so I might not have it right. All right, here we go. Thank you so much for helping me out. The scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, amen, they said unto her, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. And now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? They said, uh, this they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the sand, on the ground, and they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went one by one, beginning at the oldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. Verse 10. And Jesus had lifted up himself, and saw none but the woman. He said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man. She said, no, man, Lord, and Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Well, let's do it again. Put your hands together and let's give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm glad, amen, that God gave me chance. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. I'm so glad that Jesus stooped down. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm glad that he stooped down from eternity. The Bible says that God was manifested in the flesh and justified in the spirit and seen of angels and priesthood to the Gentiles and believed over in the world and received up into glory. He stooped down for humanity. I'm so glad he didn't stoop down one time for this lady, but he stooped down twice. We used to sing that old song many years ago. And it says, when he reached down his hand for me, oh, I was lost and undone without God's only son. Without God, son. Oh, he reached way down. I was nearing despair. Anybody remember where the Lord brought you from? Hallelujah. I've come to tell you that, hey amen, maybe you're there now, but God wants to take you to a new level. God wants to take you to another place. He don't wants you to remain where you are, no matter if you've been in church three months, five years, or 50 years. Amen. God's ready to stoop down. Amen. He's, uh, he's wanting to take us out. Praise the Lord. Out of this world, out of this sin, out of our trouble. Amen. I was lost and undone. How about you? Can you remember what the Lord done for you? I come to tell you that that's the reason in this place today that everyone that's ever been on drugs or smoked, amen, or been full of bitterness or anger or jealousy or rage. Hallelujah, or you just been a good old boy, sinner. You ought to stand to your feet and you ought to shout to the Lord with the voice of triumph. He stooped down. He stooped down. He found me. He found me in the muck and the mire. But oh, he brought me out of the mire clay. And he put a song in my heart today. You now I can sing hallelujah. He picked me up and he turned me around. He set my feet on solid ground. Now I'm a-walking and I'm heaven-bound. Now I can sing hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to have my own concert right now. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, somebody ought to shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. He stooped down. He didn't care what a mess I was. And he don't care what a mess that you are. The bigger the mess... The greater the message. The bigger the test, the greater the testimony. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 You can always tell new people because he just stooped down for them. Us old heads. We done got much here. (coughs) Hallelujah. I'm glad for 40 years ago that he stooped down. It was so good back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Maybe some people have forgotten where they were at. They forgot how far, or they forgot where they could have been. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know the greatest testimony is those that have never touched sin before, and been maybe raised in the church, and, and, and there's a whole lot of them people, but there's a, a, amen, we ought to also, amen, we ought to thank the Lord for those that weren't raised in the church, and here you are today. Praise the Lord. And you're hooping and hollering, and you're running, praise the Lord, and you're stumbling and you're falling, but oh, rejoice not against me when I fall. I shall arise when the Lord stoops. Down one more time to give me. I'm coming up out of here. Amen. I'm going to live for God. Oh, I'm going to make it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So many examples in the Word of God. Him stooping down. Here. I am normally, when I'm in Asia, I'm I'm, I'm normally ministering to people that don't know about him stooping down. That's why I fit real good there because I'm just very simple. They just want to know somebody cares for them. They don't have nothing. And Jesus is their only hope. But I see them as they rush upon you and you have to, as I said, was going to finish this morning when I left that big church, 10,000. In India, the pastor come and got me, and he said, follow me. He said, don't stop for nobody. He said, they're going to tackle you because they want you to pray for them again because they're so hungry. They want to reach out and touch you. Because they believe that if they can touch you, they'll be made whole. Because they believe what the Bible says, and you're an anointed man. Well, I'm not Jesus. Long way. But they just want to touch you because they believe that anointing flows through you. They'll bring an empty bottle up, they'll bring a bottle of water, and they want you to pray over that bottle of water. Now, I know that's weird, but we bring up handkerchiefs that we pray for them, and napkins and tissue and anything else, you know. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And so they'll take that bottle. And they'll go back to their family, and they'll say, the preacher prayed over it in Jesus' name, and I'm going to pour it on your head, and you're going to get out of the wheelchair. And they pour the bottle of water on their family, and God heals them and saves them, just like he does with your prayer call. (laughs) Oh, it freaked me out at first. He stoops down in a country, second largest country in the world, 1.5 billion people. And in other places other countries he's doing it but here they are the biggest festival of the year for the hindus the hindus come from all over the world to Calcutta. they're coming in just a few weeks and they're going to have durga puja durga is the mother durga puja is the mother of all gods and puja means worship and beside all the temples that they have, they're going to have a makeshift temple at every apartment complex. Because so in those countries, because of limited space of, 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 of the country, how big it is, and they have many more millions of people, they, they build up. And so they have a little makeshift temple. And the idol makers make all the idols, make idols and they, they worship in there all week. <coughs> and on the very last day, Usually there's no rest that we get because at 5 o'clock they start beating the drums. At 5 o'clock they start marching around every apartment complex, a group of people, and they start heralding their God. Can you imagine that? Call the police if you want to. Ain't no problem there. They ain't coming. They might be down there playing the bass. And it's all percussion. Bang, 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 bang. And it's all off key. And they're chanting this demonic chant. And they're right next to us when we're having a conference because that's the time to have conference in these countries and when they have their holidays. This is like Christmas for them. They know that the idol is not a real person, but when they look at the idol of Durga, they know that they are, whatever they are doing for the idol, they're doing for her spirit. And she comes back every year. And so on the last day of Durga Puja, they come in, this has been all week long, and they begin to feed the idol. All the people bring in food, and they dressed up every day in their best, and all the stores are running specials for all the dresses that the women are wearing, and everybody's looking really nice, and, and they come and they start putting the spoon. Uh, well, they don't have spoons there. You have to eat with your right hand. Anyway, uh, they, they come and they, they pour the food where the mouth of the idol's at, and it goes down. And it piles up all day until the night, way up above their waist. And during this time, they're running around and they're chanting to Durga. It's like the you know, prophets of Baal did to get their god to answer. And then they submerge the idol. What they are doing, they're feeding the idol and so it can sustain itself, or, or the god, they, they believe. They know they're not feeding an idol. But they're feeding the goddess Durga enough food for one year because she's going back into the spirit world and she'll have nothing to eat. So they have to feed her a lot of food. Now these are smart people. These are electrical engineers. These are architects. The apartment complex I lived in, I paid $550 a month, 85,000 rupees. And I was a millionaire. I had a nice apartment. Gated, guards 24 seven. And $500 a month. And that's where the rich people live. Can you imagine? And then they take, they take the idol, Durga, and then they go submerge them in the Ganges River. And you can see them in there from the years back. They're all polluted everywhere in all the bodies of water. Nevertheless, while they're doing that, We're having a conference in this one year. We had a pastor's conference, and we had it right next to their makeshift temple. They put their temple right where we were having a conference. We couldn't move it. We had to be quiet. Uh, Well, we tried to be quiet. We made as much noise as they did. But they just thought maybe we were worshiping Durga, they didn't know who we were worshiping. There's like no signs, you know, this is a person's house we got preachers coming in from all over India, and they're coming in to worship Jesus. And while all that's going over there, Jesus is stooping down. And a woman that doesn't have an eyeball suddenly gets an eyeball when hand is laid on her. And God puts two eyeballs in her eyes, right in front of my very eyes. He stooped down. Hey, Amen. He stooped down. And one man told me, a Hindu brother, he said to me, he said, I will not worship Yeshua because he has never done anything, and I do not believe he is real. And I said, what will it take for God to manifest? And make he said, he must perform a miracle. And I said, what's wrong? He said, oh, he said, I have hurt in my body. It's amazing what God just did to him. And I said, will you serve him, and will you take baptism in Jesus' name? If when I pray for you, that pain will be gone in your body, will you believe it? He says, I've never seen a miracle. And I said, stand up. Hey, you don't challenge God. When he comes to stooping down, amen, and you're dealing with people like this, God's ready to manifest himself. And God heals him. Amen. He stoops down. And then you got a man. He's changed his name now. It's now a Christian name. But he's a Muslim, and he's sitting in his house, and he prays five times a day. I want to tell you, if you're not ready for it, I mean, when you fly 35 hours to these countries from America, I mean, they're already in there Monday or Tuesday. It's crazy. You're so whacked out. And then you get to sleep, and at 5.15 in the morning, guess what happens? The call to prayer comes, the first one. On every Mosque in these countries, and they have more mosques in these countries we go to than any country in the world, Bangladesh and India. And they have speakers right on top of their building, big loud speakers. And the even goes up into the PA system at 5.15 for every time, every five times a day, and it starts at 5.15 in the morning as the first call of prayer. And he gets up there, and he starts praying in Arabic. And you're like... thinking like, what in the world? Shut up. Who's woken me? I just got to sleep, and you think it's two or three days you've been sleeping, and it's been two hours or something. So five times a day they do that. And here he is, and he says, reveal yourself to me, Allah. I am hungry to know you. And an angel comes to his bed and sits down and starts talking to him. Most Muslims... There are people, Bonnie Marshall had a visitation from an angel. They have to have visits. They're spiritual people. They pray. They are devout. And the Hindus are the most devout worshipers that you will find anywhere. Buddhists are, hit, are, are devout. They don't play around. I said they don't play around. But in their sincerity, God comes down. He stoops down one more time. And the angel gave Simon Dosh a melody and said, I'm going to lead you. This melody is going to lead you, and tomorrow you're going to hear this melody in a Christian church, and you're going to find me to be real. They're going to tell you what you need to do. So the next day he's walking down, and he's got this melody. It's this song, a Christian song in his head. It won't go away. The angel gave it to him. And he hears it playing from a church, and he goes in. And now he's one of our pastors. His whole family's in. His son's a pastor. They've been to Bible college. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Bangladesh. Amen. Hallelujah. And God is doing it. He's able to do anything. There's nothing impossible. There's no situation impossible. God wants to stoop down. On and on and on. Man in America, his whole body was covered with warts and moles. <laughs> and God stooped down, and I went by him as and I just said I reverse and I command those warts and moles to fall. They start falling right off his body right in church. Jesus. Wasn't because of me. The Lord just stooped down. Oh, I'm sorry. I already had COVID in August and half of September. Nobody's going to get it. Amen. I survived, and it is a serious disease. I'm not minimizing it, but God can raise us up. And I was in the hospital and and on oxygen and all that, and God delivered me. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) But I will respect you. I see you're really worried about it because you have your mask on right now. Amen. The woman was called in adultery. Some of you are involved in some serious sin. You were involved. Some of you are still You still have some habits, and you haven't been totally delivered yet. But God sent me here today to let you know that he's fixed to stoop down and deliver you from that habit that's had you bound for so many years. Hallelujah. You've been struggling with it. Somebody here has been hurt really bad. You've been hurt by a man. You've been hurt by people. They've hurt you bad and, and, and left a, a mark on you as far as, in the regard of emotional. And you're, you're in trauma, and there's certain things that's happened to you and you don't trust. But I want you to know that you can trust the one that stoops down today. You can trust this one as he stoops down, and he wants to start a process of healing in you. He wants to start a process of healing for you. Amen, to you today. Amen. Because he wants to see you whole. He's stooping down. He's stooping down. And he's here to perform the miraculous. Hallelujah. This morning in the first service, one person received the Holy Ghost. But the greatest miracle of all is when he stoops down and he gives a child, an adult, a young person, a human being, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I'm excited to see all of these new people coming. Amen. Every time I come, this this church is in constant revival. Amen. Aren't you glad for that? The Lord's not tired of stooping down. Praise the Lord. He's still, and he's wanting to stoop down for somebody today to bring you a miracle, to bring you deliverance. And so right now, I lost my song, but God has love for you, but it's reckless love because he knows you're going to make mistakes. He knows you're going to blow it just like I do. I mean, just like I know somebody that does. He knows you're going to lose your temper, and you might get in an argument with your wife. Driving down the road sometime. I told myself, I said, my wife's the sweetest thing in the world, but you know, there's some times, and this is, not our, this is not our first rodeo. I mean, we've been traveling, I mean, well, let me just tell you, I've been married going on 36 years next month. And 19 years of my 36 years married to her, I've traveled on the road. And I know y'all never had this happen. Please forgive me, but sometimes I get to a town and we get in, we get into the motel, and I get our stuff moved in there. And I look at her and I say, "Honey, I love you very much. You have your own key to the truck. Please get in it and go somewhere out of my face for three hours." I love you. I don't want to see you again for three hours. Uh, I, I want you to go find some happiness somewhere because all I want to do is sit right here in this motel. No, I'm not going to watch TV. I don't want to listen to nothing. I just want to sit there. And guess what? She does it. And guess what? I do it. I just thought I'd share that with you. Like you care. Because y'all never have no problem like that. And we just got out of a church service or we're going to one or something. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I don't oversleep, though. Hallelujah. Anyway, even in the midst of all that, life, God stoops down. Because I'll never be good enough to be used of him. Nothing I could do. I can't wear my hair short enough. (laughs) Yes, I got a shave since I was here last time. I know y'all cared. Amen. My wife likes it. I don't care. But I can't do enough good things. To make him love me anymore, you don't have to. You know, you had to try to do this for your boyfriend or girlfriend or your husband or wife one time, maybe, or maybe you're trying to do it now. Stop it. You don't have to do this for God. When you're trying to do this for God, He don't give us merit badges. There's no good boy club with God. We ain't even Boy Scouts no more. We're all in the same boat. And God just stoops down as many times, 70 times seven. To all cultures, to the Hindu that doesn't understand there's only one God and puts a picture of Jesus hanging on the cross up with all her Thousands of idols and little idols that they have. They pray to a different one every day. They have one for prosperity, one for sickness, one for money, one for whatever. It's a different God for everything. And as you put your Jesus up there and he's another one of her gods, even then, God don't turn away from her. That's all they know. And they keep coming. And they keep growing, and they finally realize because this is all this is what they've been taught that there's only one God and his name is Jesus, and they take the necessary things to do the necessary things to get rid of all the others, but it doesn't happen overnight. <clears throat> I know some of the some of the Pharisees and Sadducees they sit in some of our churches not here but let me talk about the church in another state somewhere Hey he's not bothering me don't if it's okay with you he's not bothering me <clears throat> The Pharisees and Sadducees Aren't you glad you don't have any in this church? Pastor ought to take care of that. Did you see Sister So-and-So today? You see what she had on? My God. If we did that in 1948, we... God knows what you're saying, too, with your judgmental attitude. And if she or he's wrong, you're just as wrong. Thank you for that. Let God do His job. Let Him do what He does, however long it takes. Remember, He stooped down for you. You were raised and born and come in in a different time, a different you know era. I mean, we got just all these songs up here. Some of them we sing, and I think I sit there and I'm like, okay. Jesus is my boyfriend. I just love that song. But I'm not 25. I'm 58. I can still sing out of the old song books. It's all right with me. But I'm not going to fight with the music director, and I'm not going to think, oh, Lord, I'm not going to think we're compromising because we're singing some songs to somebody's And you've been sitting there like that for years. Uh, that's the church way in another state. I'm just telling you, this happens sometimes. You don't need to know this. Amen? You just need to remember about where he stepped, stooped down for you. You done forgot how lost you was. Amen. But there's no mountain he won't climb up. Y'all get ready to sing that, if, or whatever song you feel led. That poor lady. I told her I broke every rule there was. I ought to know better. Man, years ago I was music director in churches, and I play. I understand. And you go run up there and start some song, and she's like trying to. Oh, I'm so sorry. Hallelujah. But there's no mountain that he won't climb up. Nothing can stop him from coming after you. Only you. Only you. Now, this is the best part of the message because I'm closing. And I don't worry about the messes because I know the end results, all that matters. In a way. Your pastor next week, he's going to preach and he's going to be so good like he always is Wednesday night. You're going to be really glad to have them back. But the Lord told me to tell somebody I've done changed like two or three times back there. God bless you. He's ready to stoop down for you. One more time. One more time. What do you have a need of today? God's waiting on you. I don't have no scary stories to tell you. Oh, I do. I have a lot of them, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm too old for that. I just want to tell you that if you want to reach up, he's reaching down. Right now. And we're standing to our feet right now. I want to pray for you. I'm going to wear my shield. If you'd like for me to. Just as I said the first hour, just keep your eyes closed when I pray for you. And you won't have to look at me how funny it looks. Oh, hallelujah. Let's just close our eyes right now. And Lord, I know you're here, but from this side of this auditorium right now to the middle and the far left and on the platform. Do your work right now. That's what you're feeling right now. The Spirit of God coming up on you in a heavier way.